Hi, this is Coach Laura Swain. Thanks so much for listening. All right. Today we are here with Juliet Tablack. Um, Juliet and I actually go way back. We went to the same high school. And here we are today talking about Juliet's journey. So Juliet, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Good. I wanted to start out um, asking you if you could tell people what you do for a living. Sure. I am a chiropractor and I own a wellness center in Los Gatos and we specialize in women's health. So as a chiropractor, I do chiropractic adjustments and things like that, but I also do some functional medicine. So I work with people on getting healthy and I also do Pilates rehab in my office as well. Okay. Yeah. So functional medicine, can you explain what that is to people who may not know? Absolutely. So basically, we're trying to get your body to be in its optimal state of health. And so I'll look at some blood work and kind of look at the the optimal range that we want you to be in and what that means. And so if if you're out of those ranges, then it means something. And so we we work on getting to the root cause of health issues to help people stay healthy instead of just treating the symptoms of the problem. Okay. Yeah. And you mix that with movement with Pilates? Absolutely. I do believe that health is more than just what you eat and the supplements that you take. It needs to be kind of like a 360 experience. So that includes your your physical health, like movement, also your emotional and spiritual health, um, things like that as well. Okay. Yeah. Would you consider this uh, your dream job? Absolutely. I always feel better when I leave work than when I got there. It's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Can you tell us about your journey, kind of where this started? I know you had some health issues at a very young age, Mm -hmm. and you've sort of worked through some things on your own, but what was your journey like from childhood to to getting where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the, the very first health, dramatic health thing I had, I was about 12 years old. And I started having um, grand mal seizures, so epilepsy. And, you know, it was at a time when my parents were making health decisions for me. And so um, I went on a medication and that sort of helped the seizures. I didn't have the seizures and I was on that medication for a long time. And then in my kind of, I was 21, 22, I started getting really sick. Like all my joints hurt one day when I woke up. I was having trouble even getting out of bed at a time when, you know, you should really be feeling pretty radiant and healthy. Yeah. And, um, I just, nobody could figure out what was going on. I saw doctor after doctor and nothing was showing up on blood work and it was just a big mystery. So I just basically thought I was dying, you know, at that point, it was like, I have no idea what's going on. And that went on for about three years. And then finally, I got a a diagnosis at about 25 of an autoimmune disease called lupus. And um, it can affect your body in a lot of different ways. For me, it was mostly joint pain and very, very extreme fatigue. And at that time, the, the physician that was helping me said, okay, well, you know, now we know what it is. And I was actually relieved to at least like there's, okay, there's this thing and now I can work on getting better. Um, it wasn't a mystery anymore. Right. 
And um, anyway, this physician suggested taking medication because that's kind of what the usual route is. And I was only 25. I didn't know anything about what I know now about the body or health or anything. But there was just something inside of me that felt, I don't know, that wasn't the path for me. And so I just said, you know, I asked why or why am I going to take the medication? And he just said, well, to stop the progression of the disease. And I said, well, do you know it's going to progress? And he said, no, but it usually does. And I was like, okay, well, you know, give me a few months. I'm going to try some other things and I'll get, I'll let you know what I want to do. And I literally had no idea what I was even going to try, but I knew that that was not what I wanted to do. Right. Um, and I just happened to be lucky to have a chiropractor in my life at the time who, you know, ba- made some basic suggestions like stop eating gluten, stop eating dairy, stop eating sugar and just see how you feel. So I did those three things. And like within two weeks, I felt like a totally different person. My, I had no joint pain. I felt so much better. Um, but I did more than that. I started meditating. I started praying. I did everything I could. Prayer. Um, I started yoga. So I just basically kind of changed my whole life um, in a small amount of time. And then I went back to see that, that physician and they took my blood work, you know, a few months later and they were like, oh my God, what did you do? You know, I basically reversed what was going on in a very wow. small amount of time. And um, so I don't take medication for it. And anyway, that to me, as I was, you know, going through life, I was like, well, I want to be able to help other people understand that you can create and have good health no matter, you know, what the sort of diagnosis is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I got here. And that led you to start um, chiropractic school. Is that how it happened? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, my chiropractor helped me so much. Um, and I, in all like the physical aspect of it, and then, you know, sort of learning how to eat better and all of the things. And at some point I was like, you know, I don't know, maybe I should think about doing this. So I told him and he was like, yeah, go for it. So <laughs> I, um, so yeah, I signed up for school and, and, uh, now I'm here. Now you're here. Yeah. As if it was just that easy. Exactly. <laughs> it was very hard, but I'm really happy he didn't tell me it was going to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Exactly. That's fair. So when you were younger and you had your first seizure, I, I imagine that must have been really terrifying. Yeah. I mean, mostly I was blacked out for it. So, you know, I don't remember much, but I remember... I get something called auras before I have a seizure. And for me, the aura is like, I, I don't remember my name. Like I recognize people that I know, but I can't remember their name. So it's very, that part is really scary. Yeah. Um, and then, but once I have the seizure, I'm blacked out and I don't remember. And I actually had a seizure at, at Markham middle school at lunchtime. That was my very first seizure. So that was very dramatic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think most of us, around that time, remember that I was there too. Yeah. And, um, just such a, you know, none of us had a concept of sort of what to do or what was going on. But I think obviously now about how that must've been for you to have that going on at that stage of life when things are just very confusing anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, I mean, I feel like obviously, like I said, I don't really remember it happening, but I, my, 
my support system, my friends were amazing, you know? So I just had like these great people around me that were just so loving and, and, and supportive. So it, it wasn't as bad of an experience as it could be in middle school, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then the health issues that you started to have before the lupus diagnosis, um, what sort of, I mean, were you being kind of a typical, you know, 20 ish year old going out and partying and having a good time? Absolutely. I've never been like a huge partier, but definitely, you know, like staying up late and, you know, I mean, I remember I really love, first of all, I was a sugar addict, completely into sugar. So eating a lot of that. And then, um, I was drinking, I remember I would drink, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a soda. It's like, I want to say it's like Arizona iced tea or something like that. Like something ridiculous Yeah, with so much sugar in it. And, um, like every day, you know, like, so I was just living like, you know, most 22 year olds do, um, just, you know, staying up late, eating a lot of sugar, not really taking care of my body in a way that now I know bodies need to be taken care of. Right. I mean, did you have resistance to sort of going from leading that life to leading a very healthy lifestyle or were the symptoms so dramatic that you were kind of willing to do whatever? Exactly. Like, I think for me, I just wanted to feel healthy so bad that it just was not that big of a deal for me. You know, I was like, if this is going to help, I like literally would try anything at that point. Isn't it so interesting, like varying levels of things. People think I can't imagine a life so healthy, but then when you go through some health stuff, you go, oh, okay. I think I think I'll, I'll do anything right now <laughs> to exactly. get through this. <laughs> Literally anything, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So tell me what you had planned to do. I mean, we kind of barely knew each other through high school, but um, after that, I did you go away to go to college? No. So I so I ended up moving to Los Angeles when I was fourteen because my stepdad got a. Um, so after my freshman year in high school, my stepdad got a job in Los Angeles and I moved with my family and I went to the Los Angeles County High School for the arts there. Um, so that was a really cool experience where you do your academics in the morning and then your, your chosen art in the afternoon. Um, so that was really cool. And then I, I ended, when I was done with high school, I was so done with school. Like I was going to go, I got accepted at a school called CalArts uh, as a dance major there. And I just, I was not ready to go to college. I needed a break. So I took a big break. Um, and that's when I, I decided to pursue acting. So that's what I did for a while. And I went back to school much later in life. So I was probably in my, probably right after my diagnosis, about 26 years old when I started back to school, back okay. to college. Yeah. And so had you planned, did you go to the art school planning on doing dance I've always loved acting and dancing. And so, I mean, I just thought I wanted to do something in the creative arts for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then um, you had you had a, a big, I, I don't know if you've had more than this. I just know about the one sort of big acting break that you had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I just started going on auditions. Well, you know, I... It's funny when you think about like the things that you did in your 20s, you think, oh my God, like I can't even imagine doing that now, but <laughs> you just have no fear, you know? So I, I went to, um, there was this play, a shop where you could buy plays in Los Angeles called Samuel French. I don't know if it's still there or not, but I got a list of like all the agents in Los Angeles and I paid someone $150 to take some headshots 
I made up a resume and I sent it <laughs> to all the people on the list and I got phone calls and eventually, you know, had an agent who sent me out on all of these auditions. And so, you know, sometimes you would have like four and five auditions in a day and that's kind of like, you know, a bunch of job interviews basically where you're selling yourself. Right. And, um, which I seriously can't imagine doing now. It's exhausting. Uh, yeah. What was that? What was that like when you would go out on auditions? It's terrifying. You know, you're just, I mean, it's fun, it's creative, but it was also terrifying, you know, because people aren't like that nice to you when you're doing it. <laughs> so right. It's, it's uh, like, it's, have you ever seen that movie La La Land? No. Oh, so it's a great movie, but at the she's an actress in the movie, and at the beginning they show her auditioning for a bunch of things, and it's pretty much just like that, like people oh. not listening to you, taking phone calls, cutting you off. You know, it's um, it's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, fun. On right. Some level. Yeah. Like exciting, I would imagine. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you were going on these interviews, you, I'm, I'm sorry, you said interviews, so I'm thinking that word, but you were going on these auditions exactly. and, um, and then what happened from there? And then I ended up getting, well, my very first job was on a show called In the Heat of the Night with um, the actor, Carol Connor, the guy from, uh, that played Archie Bunker. Okay. Yeah. So that was my first <laughs> Obviously. job. Obviously. <laughs> That's my first job. He was amazing. Um, and then I did a couple other smaller TV shows after that. And then my first kind of bigger gig was with on a show called Married with Children, where I played the next door neighbor, Marcy's niece. And so I did, I think, four episodes of that. And so what was that? What was that like? I mean, that show was pretty high profile at that time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it was a really, I was, you know, it's like one of those things where you get what you want and then you're like, oh my God, I have what I want, you know? So it's kind of scary on some level, right. um, but, but also really fun and such a great um, learning experience for me. So it was, you know, it was great. It was, and everyone was really nice and supportive and, you know, the audiences were really like riled up. And so that, it was fun because it was in front of a live audience. So it felt like you're really performing, you know? I mean, you really must have felt, I mean, that's like me. How, how much more LA actor is your story? Like I'm going to move there. I sent out my headshots and then I'm like on TV. <laughs> I know it's kind of what I, when I tell the story, it's pretty amazing. Cause you know, the more you live life, the more you're like, wow, that is really unusual that it just happened that way, you know? Right. So you were done with the four episodes and then what happened from there? And then I, I actually got fired. Um, from so they were going to do, yeah, yeah. They were going to do a, um, like a spinoff series and I was going to be in that spinoff series and I had signed the contracts and everything. And then kind of last minute they decided to pick a different actress to be the lead. It was actually Carrie Russell was the lead, the girl that did, um, Felicity. yeah. yeah. Freaking Carrie. I know. <laughs> and so <laughs> of course it was devastating at the time, right? It's like, like, oh my God. But so then I was like, you know, I was kind of sad about that for probably, I don't know what the timeline was, a few months. And then kind of got back on the saddle after that and started going out on auditions again. And then I got my, which was my favorite acting gig, which was on the, a show called The Larry Sanders Show with uh, Gary Shandling. Wow. And that was really, really fun. I mean, talk about amazing actors. And it was just one show, but it was super fun. And I had, it was great. It was so great. That's so, really fun. Yeah. 
And then kind of shortly after that is when I started getting not feeling good, getting sick. And the, the way it presented itself at first was kind of really bad anxiety. And, and then some of it was like, I was realizing, you know, maybe this, this acting thing isn't really like for me anymore. You know, I kind of felt like I was outgrowing like that process. Um, and so I was doing these things, but my consciousness was like, no, maybe this isn't where we want to be. And I think that was producing some anxiety as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty intense environment, you know, and you're, I was young, I was, you know, 19, 20 years old. And I think, you know, there's a lot of like, you should dress this way or wear this makeup or, you know, are you sexy enough? You know, a lot of opinions about your outer appearance, I think. And it's confusing when you're trying to learn about who you are and uh, on the inside. Um, And it's so focused on the outside. And, and I just felt like I just didn't really know myself well enough to kind of be in that environment all the time. And um, so I just decided to, to stop. Okay. Yeah. And then the health issues come up. And then, so did you get treated for that down in LA? Yeah. So I was in LA when that first happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then what moved you back up to the Bay Area? I moved back to go to chiropractic school. So I okay. went to Palmer West right here in, in San Jose, kind of near Milpitas area. Okay. Yeah. So you go to chiropractic school and then were you practicing, like, did you, when did you open your own business or how did that go? Yeah. So right out of school, I, first of all, I never thought I was going to have my own business. I always thought I was going to be an employee. I was very happy doing that. And so I worked for a man in Palo Alto at first, um, just like as an associate chiropractor. And then I, I also teach Pilates, which I've been doing for over 20 years now. So between, like after I quit acting, I started teaching dance and then I learned how to teach Pilates. So I did that for a long time before I went back to school. Okay. And then, so I ended up working in a Pilates studio in Mountain View where I was teaching Pilates, but I also had a little chiropractic practice there as well. So I kind of did both things. And that's where I started building my practice. And then I got a job at the practice I currently own as an employee. So that was about six years ago. And I worked in my practice for about three years. And then the owner wanted to move and she sold me the practice. So I bought the practice. Yeah. So it's been about a little over three years that I've owned the practice myself. That's so great. Yeah. that's been. Did you know before she was going to move that that was something you would like to do? No, I did not. But you know, when I when I really think about it in retrospect, I was listening to this podcast called Girl Boss, and you know it was all about female entrepreneurs. So of course I was there was a part of me that was interested in being an entrepreneur, but I I just really was thinking I would just work in the practice and kind of help her with marketing or you know whatever, like growing the practice in that way. I definitely did not plan on owning my own business. And then when the opportunity came up, you changed I, your mind. Yeah, because, you know, I was already in love with all of the patients there and, of course, cared a lot about the practice itself. So, um, and I'd been working there, so I kind of knew how it ran, you know. Right. So what is it that you love the most about your job? I think it's, you know, you get to see people who are desperate, really sick, not feeling well, have like a total life turnaround and like get their whole life back. You know, I mean, it's pretty magical. Yeah. Um, 
you know, that's major cases, but like simple things like, you know, somebody had an ankle problem for 20 years and now they don't, you know, after a few adjustments, like it could be just simple like that um, or more complicated, like they have a big health issue and, you know, you peel off those layers and they have their life back. So yeah, yeah, you know, it's pretty rewarding. Well, I can speak to uh, your work personally because I came to you a while back with some major anxiety and health issues where I had never, I had been lucky enough to never deal with any of that before. Yeah. And, and I think that what I would say, first of all, I, I haven't talked to you about this, but I think you shifted my perspective about chiropractors in general. Um, you helped. There's one other woman that I've worked with as well, but um, I don't know. I just really didn't have a positive view in a lot of ways. And I think I had a very kind of old school stereotypical view of what chiropractic looked like. Yeah. And I think that you are very different than that. Like I, uh, it's not that I don't know that you do that, but I almost, that's almost such a, just a part of what I experienced with you. I think what you're really good at and what makes sense that you like the rewarding piece of uh, working with clients is your compassion. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's a, that's a game changer for people in a space where, you know, they're really feeling scared and, and not good. And, and I assume like you were feeling, you know, in your early twenties with, with your health stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. I know what it feels like to be there and be desperate and really need help, you know? Isn't that so wild how your life just sort of guide, guided you in this direction to something that you... Absolutely. Love, right? It's it's like, I'm so grateful every day. I mean, if somebody told me in the middle of my own health crisis, hey, you're going to be helping a lot of people, I'd be like, what? No. (laughs) You know? So it's kind of amazing. So the functional medicine part, is that Chinese medicine? Would that, is that how that would be categorized? Not really. I mean, I think there's probably aspects of the herbs that I use that are also used in Chinese medicine, but this is just kind of like what people used to do. You know, we used to, we used to get our body better with good food. We used to get our body better with things that grew in the ground, the different herbs, you know? So it's really just coming back to, to, to what grows on our planet, what grows in the ground, what grows in the trees, but you know, like how can we heal our body with things from nature because that's how we're designed, you know? So it's really getting back to that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And was that, what, where was that in your studies? You went to chiropractic school, but where was the functional medicine side? Yeah. So everybody in chiropractic school has to learn nutrition and things like that. Um, and to be honest, I wasn't that interested in it in chiropractic school. I was like, whatever, let's move on, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, but when I got out of school and you just have a little more time to focus on other stuff, you know, like not just studying for exams. Um, I just became really, you know, obviously going through my own stuff became really interested. So I did extra like outside study after I graduated from chiropractic school. So I did a 200 hour program and then a second 200 hour program on learning all the, all the aspects of functional medicine. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who haven't uh, experienced functional medicine, it's it's kind of like magic. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it feels to me. <laughs> so, you know, um, just basically listening to your body tell you what it needs and what it doesn't need is so, it makes so much sense, right? But 
to to experience the testing and the methods and stuff it's it's really magical and really i can vouch like life changing for sure when western medicine wasn't helping me at all um this side of it was like a game changer and the supplements were you know have helped me get back to my uh, going toward optimal health. So it's, I'm a, I'm a full believer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've, I've experienced it myself and yeah, I think you just, it's really cool. You have a lot to offer people in all different spaces from sort of chronic illness to, you know, acute things that come up to injuries and, oh, and movement. Absolutely. And I have patients that come and they just want to be healthy. They have nothing going on, but they're like, how can I grow old gracefully? How can I feel better in my body? you know, and that's important too. just creating, and I think, especially during this time where we're having this big kind of health crisis in our world, you know, talking about creating health is a great way to stay healthy. You know, I feel like that dialogue is missing right now in the, in the, the world, you know? Yeah. Being proactive rather than reactive. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So if someone was, you know, at a space in their life where they maybe had a passion or were thinking about a big career change or something they really they really wanted to follow their heart and do what they were loving what what advice would you give yeah i would definitely say do it and it doesn't mean like you have to drop everything you're doing now to move to that next thing you can always do things gradually you can build something on the side um, until it grows to a place that you can, you know, maybe leave an old job and go to this thing. But always, I, I mean, I have always, always followed my heart and my passion and I've had a lot of different jobs. Um, but they were all, I think, important to, to what I do now. Like all, even the acting part, all of it was important. I wouldn't be who I am now without all of those other things. So I'm, I'm a big advocate of trying everything, you know, if it's in your heart, try it. Yeah, you know, part of part of finding your passion is knowing the things you don't want to do. Right. And right. um, so you can kind of narrow that down. Um, and and then when you when you do find something you love, be consistent, you know, show up every day for it, whatever that is. You know, if it's 30 minutes, one hour, your whole day, whatever you decide to do, but do something about it every day. Be in it every day. Um, yeah. you know, just showing up as like 99% of, of creation of, of that passion. Right. Yeah. And consistency. And the other piece I think is just like to take action, even if it's like, it doesn't end up being right. Like ultimately what you want to do. So Absolutely. you followed acting and then you followed this and you follow that and, and it doesn't have to be right, right away. You follow right. that and it leads you to the next thing. Exactly. And it's so, you know, people say it all the time, but it's important to, in quotes, fail. It's important to make those mistakes. It's important to, to stumble because that was, that's what gives you character and the, and the, you know, the fortitude to push forward, you know? Yeah. I think the other thing that I want to mention before we go here today is just, First of all, what I part of what I respect about you is you practice what you're preaching. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I think that's <laughs> I just think that's super super important. You're living the life you're talking about, you know, helping others live, you're doing the things to keep yourself healthy. Um and the the last piece if you could talk about how you do your you keep a really good work life balance. Yes. I 
definitely do my best to do that. Absolutely. Um, first of all, I'm sure, as you know, when you own your own business, you never stop thinking about it. It doesn't go yeah. away. Um, yeah. It's like your baby. <laughs> um, but what I realized really quickly was that even if I'm thinking about it, I still have to, I have to pull myself away from that for moments. So um, I can give back to myself so that I can be more present for my patients. Um, so I really try to, you know, I schedule in my exercise time. I meditate every single morning. I really make an effort to spend time with friends to, to be social. I love cooking and I love having people over to my house. So I'll do that at least once or twice a week. Um, I just try to make that time. That's what's important. You know, that when we leave this planet, we're going to remember being with other people. We're going to remember the love that taking care of ourselves, all of those things. So I really try to incorporate that in my, my work week. It's so, it's so helpful to hear. I think I'd love more people to talk about that part because you can be successful and not work six days a week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a, I mean, I was taught you just have to work hard and then you get get what you want. And it's like, so I worked my butt off for a long time. And I think that that, and it's not that I don't work hard now, but I just try to balance that out, you know? Yeah. And, and honestly, when you give back to yourself and you create space like that, more energy can flow into your business. You know, you have a little more energy to get the flow going in there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you know, I think in, in any business where you're like, like I do, or like you do, you're, you're caring for people in a particular way. If you don't have it, you can't do nearly as good of job. So I think all of us kind of have to learn that who work with people. Okay. How do I, how can I be better at what I do? I can actually take better care of myself and then be better for everybody else exactly. at the same time. So exactly. Yeah. And I, I think I really learned the self-care portion of that just by being sick. Like I don't have the option of not taking care of myself, you know, right. like that's my body's like, mm, sorry, that's not an option. And I really, <laughs> I really think that's a gift at the end of the day. Right. I got to really learn that piece. Like, and so it's so ingrained in my brain and in my body that it, that I just do it, you know, but yeah. a lot of us don't have that kind of crisis to, to right. learn it. So we're just, you know. I just had this discussion with my staff the other day that we were talking about self-care and how exactly what you were saying, like how important it is when you are being of service to other people that you are being of service to yourself and that self-care component is at at play for you. Right. Yeah. Well, I just think it's really awesome that you're modeling it and that you're, you're offering it to your staff and that you guys are practicing it. I think that, you know, I think it's so valuable. And then you can be a model for what you're helping people learn that they can do with their bodies or their lives or their health or whatever. It's really inspiring. Thanks, Laura. (laughs) You're welcome, (laughs) Juliet. (laughs) Um, So if people would like to reach you, um, how, how can they do that? I have a website and it's www.losgatoswellness.com. And you can, our phone number, address, schedule, everything is on the website. I write some articles on there, wellness articles. People want to read that. I also lead a free live meditation every Friday morning at 8 a.m. on Facebook at the Los Gatos Wellness Center Facebook page.
And if anyone has any questions about contacting Juliet, you can feel free to message me as well. So thank you so much for your time today, Juliet. Oh, thank you, Laura. This was awesome.